0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Women Respectors podcast, where we talk about sports, anime, and video games. I'm one of your co-hosts, Kay, and today I have with me my co-hosts, Adrian
1: and Wally. How y'all doing today? In the building. Yeah.
2: can't
3: complain
1: in the building, some of these cats not even in the lounge, you know.
2: Mmm. Mm. <laughs> <bar> right there,
0: <laughs> y'all. Uh, y'all been out here respecting women,
3: always, I mean,
0: always. That's what I like to hear, man. It's
3: a lifestyle, not a choice.
0: Mmm. That's 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 what I like to hear. Um, so we got a special episode today, uh, capping off our greatest NBA players of all time list. We're going to be getting into the greatest or top five centers of all time, um, as you can probably tell by the t- title of this. Um, but today, we have two, not just one, but two special guests for us, friends, family of the podcast. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start it like this. Uh Hailing all the way from Northwest DC, AKA Uptown, Brian
2: Green. Ah! (laughs) What's going on, people? (laughs) I'm up in here. I'm cooling how I cool. Doing what I do.
3: I thought somebody did an air horn. I was like, God damn, okay. Right. The energy
1: though—that's kind oh, of we energy. We stepping it up. Oh,
3: we stepping uh, it up today. All right. Uh, <laughs> I
2: right. come with the sound effects. Oh. <laughs> That's not so, And
0: also, 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 Helen from Washington D.C.
2: Landon, Joel, Green. What's up, Wally? What's, what's up? <laughs> 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 uh,
0: all right, that's right. Uh, today we have uh friend, friends and family of the podcast. We got Brian, and we have Brian's son, Landon. Um, who I guess keep it keep it short. So Brian is my, my cousin. Brian is Wally's brother, and Landon is Brian's son. So he's Wally's nephew and my cousin. Um, but. Brian is somebody, we've also played, like, a lot of PlayStation games with, like, you know, 2K, Madden, etc. So, um, uh, I don't know if we really need to get into, like, our history together or whatnot. But, I mean, Brian, you want to give a, give a little, something, little something, how we all know each other? I know that's that's pretty straightforward,
2: what I said. Um, your family. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I have the basketball knowledge, so I think that's why I'm on the show today. I played basketball, mm-hmm. um, I coach basketball, and I've also spectated a lot of basketball, so I know the game
3: well. Mm. True, I'm true. Yes, that lived through 90s basketball. Mm, yeah,
2: <laughs> that's, that's true.
0: That's true. And uh, Landon, what about you? What is, what's your, your
2: expertise in basketball? Yeah, I, I, I cr- i criticize it, and I play basketball,
3: so mm. that's what
0: I do. <laughs> I like uh, to criticize not, it. <laughs> gotta respect the honesty. Uh, not to uh, not to put you on the spot or nothing, but let the uh the the listeners at home know, like how old you are. I'm twelve. Twelve. And how long have you been playing basketball? I mean,
2: since I was four.
0: All right, so you're you're familiar. You're younger, but you're familiar. Um, I'm i I'm gonna just throw this in there. Um, obviously, we're family. I remember like uh, going to like a lot of family game nights and like Thanksgivings and stuff like that. And Landon always comes up with like all this knowledge about college play, like NBA players. Just like, oh, this guy high school players. Like, oh yeah, this guy's the number one in the country. So he may be young, but he's he's pretty knowledgeable for his age. So I'm a I'm a vouching him on that um yeah glad to, yeah glad to have y'all with us on the podcast today as we cap this out uh this this series we've been doing um so yeah we're just gonna get into it um we're gonna start with the number five greatest center of all time um and we're just gonna go around everybody's gonna give their five and then you know explain if you want and then we're gonna go from there. So we're gonna let our one of our guests go first. Uh you know, Landon, since you're the youngest, we'll let you go first. Who do you think is the number five greatest center of all time?
2: Well for me it'd be Bill Russell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Huh. So his defensive ability and like he bit he's tall for his height, but it's like his size, is kinda like skinnier and slimmer compared to the other guys on my list. So that's why I put him at number five.
0: Hmm. So are you are you
2: ranking guys by like potential? Like skill and whatnot? Yeah. Are you? It sounds like the fan is too small for the other guy. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I'm, I'm, to I'm, I have to ask you, do
0: uh, the, like, accolades and, like, legacy or any of those things, like, matter to you with, like, how you're judging the people in your list without, like, giving any names away?
2: I mean, yeah, they matter, but at the same time, you actually have to have your game macular, too, like.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you're going off of, like, potential and, like. The individual, how they played as a player.
1: Yeah, their their skill set. I can understand that.
0: Okay, yeah, I can respect that.
1: I can respect
2: that. Mm. Cool. Uh, Brian, who do you have at number five? <laughs> I had to make a tough choice. It was a hard choice to make between Moses Malone and Hakeem Olajuwon. But excuse me, um, I wanted to go with Hakeem <laughs> at number five because. Scoring potentially and rebounding, I think they're pretty similar numbers, but I think Hakeem had better defensive accolades than Moses Malone. Um, They both have been MVPs, they both have been champions. um, But I feel like Hakeem has him on a defensive edge, and that's why I have him at number five. Um. Okay. I can elaborate a little more. I also think Hakeem had pretty good footwork as a big man. Pretty um, good, uh, the
1: footwork. greatest that you've ever footwork.
2: seen.
3: That's footwork.
2: Yeah. that's footwork. So that's why he's also a tiebreaker. I don't, Moses Bone was a what, I Believe the first a player out of high school. So I respect him for mm-hmm. that. But uh, I believe Hakeem was more seasoned overall. Uh, yeah. And the footwork was impressive. The shake was a patent move that a lot of people couldn't stop. Yeah, the dream shake. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Before I go to like
0: Adriana Wiley, do uh, Brian and Landon, do y'all have like honorable mentions like people who
2: didn't make y'all list? Moses Malone would be my first. Um, I would say David Robinson, Patrick Ewing, Mm. Um, George uh, Mikan. He Mm. didn't play as long, but he was uh, one of the best to play. Um, But he didn't play, like I said, as long. Maybe because it was kind of like in the beginning of the NBA era. Um, Yeah. He was pretty good. Yeah. For his time, uh, mm. Willis Reed. Um, those are my honorable mentions for right now. Might be forgetting somebody, but yeah, true. Um, Landon, you got any honorable mentions? No, not really. All right, <laughs> I respect that. Straight to the point with his, <laughs>
0: yeah. All right, cool. That's that's cool. Uh, Adrian and Wally, one of y'all want to go?
1: Yeah, I'll go um, for, first of all, I'll start off my honorable mentions, you know, like he already mentioned some of them with Willis Reed, you know, Moses Malone, I also have Patrick Ewing, Bob McAdoo on there, mm. so, yo, know, also Dwight Howard, my fault. you know, me and K were speaking on that earlier, oh, yeah. Dwight Howard, you know, he had a good eight year stretch where he was like the most dominant big man in the league doing all that he was doing. If, it, if the back injuries didn't, you know, mess him up, who knows where he would have went. But we'll never know. So getting right into number five, um, I have Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, mm. As everybody knows, wow. I, yeah. Wow. everybody that's listeners okay. know that I've been... My thing is the greatest, not the best. It's the greatest five. So if we're talking about a skill set, there are players that will is much more dominant, will dominant better than. But as far as resume goes, he's below a lot of people on this list because he obviously he ran into those Bill Russell Celtics. There was nothing he could do about that. He was going against a dynasty, but at the end of the day, didn't get the job done. So Bill, I mean, um, Will Chamberlain is number five for me.
2: Hmm. Okay. All right. The White Howard is also my other you had to throw that out there. Yeah. He's one of the guys I forgot, but I respect the White's game. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. I guess I'll, I'll go. I had uh, Bill Russell just like landed. You know, just wow. a
2: okay. great
3: defensive center. Probably one of the greatest defensive centers of all time. Uh, locked up, well, garbage. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. After calling points. that man garbage, he
1: better not end up on your list. That's crazy. <laughs> you can't call that man
3: garbage. <laughs> uh, my honorable mentions were uh, Yao. Oh, I forgot about Yao. Yeah, people
1: forget
2: about Yao.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean, Yao. Yeah, okay. well, was cool. He yeah, had He had another. He was another one of those guys with eight years. Yeah, he had a he had a good uh,
3: little career. Yeah, a know? little That's eight years. Thing. You know, uh, I had Patrick Ewing, David Robinson. Uh, I had Dwight Howard as well. Uh, I, I put Marcus Hall in there. Mm. He has a ring and a defensive player of the year, you know? Uh, yeah. No. You can't make the argument, but I was like, you know what? <laughs> he's great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe, like, he's top 20, maybe, but. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, awesome. and uh, uh, Matumbo. Oh, I
1: I all. tall, playing D with oh, No, no,
2: no! Wow, I forgot. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a. We got so. some other ones out there. I forgot about but yeah, but he, he—he was kind of career sh- Um but I think he had potential to be possibly. Close, if not top 10 um, centers, but close to top five if he played out a full career. Um, yeah. Arb- um, Arvidas Sabonis, I feel like he's a big one, too. He yeah. played a lot of career over internationally. I, I forgot about him, but he's also a Hall of Famer. Um Great. He played most of his, his previous years overseas, but I feel like he opened the door for a lot of international big men. Um, mm-hmm. just like Derek
3: Winston. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Great passing, big.
3: Yeah. Um, I mean, he's no band, but <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, all
0: right, I'm gonna I'm gonna just throw my number five out there. Um, I also had a key Elijah on as number five. Um,
3: <gasps> yes, the
0: <so>, this. <gasps> For uh, for I guess the listeners, I've been following like this this constant uh formula of numbers are trumped by accolades and accolades are trumped by legacy. So legacy is the most important uh factor for me, but accolades are also they're cool. But in numbers, they aren't really like a super big factor me up
1: picking somebody. So you
0: saying um, like Hakeem
1: doesn't have that big of a legacy?
0: So I'm saying, compared to the other four people I have on my list, his legacy is not as as great, um, and is combined with his accolades and obviously numbers uh, to a lesser extent. But I mean, you know, two back what back to back rings, mm-hmm. and you know, Indeed. he's like, I think you can see some of his DNA. In the 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 big man game, kind of after he
1: not just the big man fired. game, the actual like regular game too. Watch Kyrie Irving on the block, and you will see a lot of his footwork there too. A lot of NBA players work out with him for a reason.
3: Yeah, you know, Howard, Howard did it, but I don't know why. But- <laughs> Because Shaq, remember Shaq when Dwight
1: Howard that when Dwight Howard first went to Houston and he was talking about how he didn't want to work out with um Hakeem or Yao Ming when or no it was Hakeem or Kevin McHale when they were trying to work with him and it's like you have two of the greatest like low post scores of all time trying to work out with you and you up here talking about you don't know if you need that.
0: He didn't he didn't want to be a post up
1: big man is what I was hearing.
0: He was like a pick and roll
3: big man. I mean, pretty much. I mean, it worked for him. But yeah. it's Man, more about all I'm team saying team. is, Hakeem and Kevin
1: McHale, hit your lineup. You listen, and you go work out.
3: The craziest part about that is when they had that little press conference Press conference for him, they had Yao, Hakeem, Kevin McHale, and somebody else there.
1: Yeah, all these great
3: big men, and he didn't want to listen to them.
0: Some people say that him doing that post-up stuff is what stagnated his career.
3: I mean, no, nah, his back did that, but because if he didn't rush back to try to play with the Lakers when he had the messed up back, he probably would have been dominant for like at least three more years. But that back is a tricky thing, so we might be talking about him in a different way if he uh, just waited and didn't succumb to the public pressure to play. Yeah. But it's like, it's, it's whatever. You can't take it back. Yeah. He was great,
2: though. <laughs> yeah. He yeah.
3: To, he it to the finals, he just got smoked by Kobe, that's all. I mean, he was the only person on this team. Bro, that, the Magic teams were cool. It's just like, they just weren't, there was nobody to guard Kobe.
2: Like Yeah,
1: they didn't have that defense there, goal, but they man. were built really good with the inside-out play. Uh, that's why I was always confused that Dwight Howard they like Dwight Howard was a turnover machine and he wasn't that good of a passer. I mean he didn't get that many assists because they would double him and he tried to score over the double team. But that Orlando Magic team was literally set up to have four shooters hey, around shooters him. Shooters on the court
3: at all. Time. Yeah, it
1: had Ryan Anderson when he was killing it too. J yeah, they had that. They had a good. They had all those shooters, but he wasn't like. He wasn't a high IQ player to where he could, you know, understand when the pass and when not the pass out of the double team. So that really messed him up, too.
0: Yeah, you know, Dwight, Dwight Howard, cool, but I feel like we kind of getting kind of getting away from what we can't get to do.
3: It just had to, just had to, you know, the you know, way, you know, shout out, shout out to him. yeah uh, overview, nothing too crazy.
0: Yeah. Uh, real quick, I wanna uh, give my my honorable mentions that y'all didn't mention. Uh, I, I'm gonna just throw maybe Wes Unseld and Bob Pettit in there, and I Oh wait, much. I forgot
3: Ben Wallace.
2: Can't oh yeah, ben Wallace. ben Wallace. Yeah, little big man. Forgot all, forgot all about him.
0: Yeah, shout out to him. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's move on to number four. So, we started with Landon first uh, for five. So, this time, Brian, why don't you give us your number four?
2: Um, my number four is Bill Russell. Mm. Okay. His defensive ability and it's championships. Um, but, overall, I just think there are some people in front of my list that were better than him. And, uh... Could have easily got some of the awards he got as well. Maybe not the championships, but um, MVP wise uh, for like, yeah, they could have. Um, and also, think Will, uh, Will not Will, but uh, Bill also played one organization that accepted him more compared to some of the other people that I'm gonna mention later. Mm-hmm. Like he played. At the time, he wasn't always accepted for the colors of his skin, but I I think he became a a fan favorite later. But I feel like that also played a role in how he was respected around the NBA. You know, I feel like the Boston Celtics fans, one of the largest fan base in, in in the world, but I also feel like that also helped him with some of his accolades and achievements. Yes, yeah. he had great accolades and stats, but I do believe there are some people that I put in front of him. So that's my two cents. Okay. Respect that. Um, day what's
0: your number four? My number four would be
2: because okay. of, Because of his footwork and his fundamentals, And there's a saying that goes like he's killing you strawfully, so yeah, all right, I respect that, respect
1: that, yeah, that's fair, that's fair. Um, well, we're gonna keep going. My number four is Bill Russell as well, but for a different Mm -hmm. reason, not because I a little different than Brian, I think I would want to put Bill Russell higher, but. The fact that he had all, like, eight Hall of Famers also on the team with him, it kind of hurts his legacy a bit. He does have five, like, MVPs, and he has the rebound champs, the all-stars, and all those extra things. However, being in such a dynasty with eight other Hall of Famers, I can't, like, you weren't. He also never averaged more than 19 points a game. So, yeah, we all know he was a defensive monster. He was a rebounding, like, monster. And that's what he played on his role. But if he was in more of a dominant number one role, he'd probably be higher on my list. But because he was more like the fourth, fifth option, more like a Draymond Green option, then that's why he has to fall to fourth for me.
2: Mm. Mm.
0: This is a. Some interesting
2: conversation here. Can can I comment on that? Because uh, yeah, with him saying that, I feel like that help yeah might help him in terms of why his stats are lower than some of the people. Well, yeah, like point wise. Yeah, really no
1: like because look at somebody like Larry Bird, who should who everybody knows was capable of being like a thirty point per game scorer, but because he was also playing with a lot of other great players with him, you know, his numbers were only around like 24 points a game. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So being in a system like that, it does help winning-wise, but it does hurt number-wise. And so, but Larry Bird was also still the number one option on that team, whereas Bill Russell, like I said, was the number four option because you had Havlicek leading the team in scoring sometimes. You had Sam Jones also doing the same thing. You had Bob Cousy there too. You see, you have all these other scoring threats who are averaging above 20 points a game. And Bill Russell's averaging around, like, 10 to 15 points a game. However, he's grabbing 20-plus rebounds. But, you know, he's not doing the other part. And it's like, they didn't record blocks back then, so who knows how many blocks and steals he would have. But it wasn't recorded, so we'll never know.
2: So, would you – do you got him as – or have him as a – Offensive type of the dominant player. Cause that's one reason why he's not higher. Cause I don't think he's as offensively gifted as some of the other players.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He didn't have the, the um total thing. He was more of a defensive monster. That's why I said more like a, like a Draymond green role, but just at a, you no know, much better though. Like at a higher level, like mm-hmm. much greater, but he's more, he still fit in a similar Draymond green Type role when you look at all these other scorers who are around him. Mm-hmm. So, a,
2: see him, if he was the number one option, would you? How much points do you see him dropping?
1: Um, okay. that's a good question. I, I'm I'm not sure because we didn't see much like scoring wise. Well, we because we never got to see it. So I, I I will I don't know. I didn't watch. I've never seen his college film or anything like that. So I've only. See the numbers and the certain clips that they have, they've shown for flashbacks. So I, I I don't know how much he could average.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But even going back in college, when Red was recruiting him and everything and wanted him, like they all talked about, he was a defensive genius and everything in rebound. And they never talked about his scoring. Red only bragged about his
2: defense and his leadership. Yeah, and I just his defense over shadowed the offense, and that's. And I feel like that was his main strength. That's my, my reasoning. But also what you say, I feel like it helps defend his case, of why he could have been greater scoring-wise.
3: Um, but, yeah, I get what you're coming from. Yeah, I'm going to just <laughs> say, it. I wasn't letting Will touch the ball back then. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was taking the shots. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. That's just mine. We can go into either Wiley or K. Uh,
3: so crazy situation here at number four. I got a Will. That's wild.
2: Mm. You <laughs> called him a bum, <laughs> and well, I then, then say
3: something crazy about Will earlier. in the ca- In the right now, it's so, wild. It's so wild. Like hundred <laughs> points, man. How do you beat that? Fifty-five uh, rebounds. You say, how do you beat
1: that? Uh, how many rings does he have?
3: Uh... Two, right? Two, he has two. two so I'm he pretty sure, two. hey,
1: somebody was beating it. That's
2: all I'm to say. You said, how do you, you, know, you beat that? Bill Russell beat?
3: had a lot of help. You know, we well, mm. didn't have that much help. You know what I'm saying? Talk about it. But we're not, we're not even going to get into that. You know what I'm saying? All right. To, to respond, you respond to that, though. Can I respond to that? It's just what it is. I want to respond to it. I mean, I already said, you win some, you lose some. Yeah, Bob is saying, like, you know...
1: People, you pick and choose when you use that argument about the help thing. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't I'm just know. saying, like, I'm just saying, people, people in general do. Like you say that about man. Bill Russell had so more help playing. when KD joined yeah. the Warriors. All I heard was KD is the best player on the planet, and not LeBron anymore. Regardless of KD's help, and everybody's talking about KD was doing X, Y, and Z. I
3: mean, KD was dropping LeBron off in the final.
1: I mean, but LeBron was doing his thing too, but you know I, mean, not... I
3: I I just watched game what was that five? Man, K D was different. Yeah. Thirty points every game, different. Yeah, but Pulling whenever right in front of LeBron, different. When um... like your
1: defensive scheme is you got four you know, what, we're not even gonna get into the you know, no 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 go, go, keep going. We're not we'll say this for another time.
3: K D was the best that year.
1: We'll say this for another time.
3: But yeah, I had Will uh what I mean, what can you really say? He's one of the greatest athletes ever. He played in the movie of Arnold Schwarzenegger. So I mean do do what you will with that information. And uh yeah, well, number four. Okay. Okay. If you ever seen that movie, it's it's not really a good movie. But it's cool to see Arnold Schwarzenegger and will, uh Will uh, mm. I was about to call him the uh still will
0: Hold up, real quick. Uh, let me let me let me put my boxing gloves on real quick. I feel like I'm about to get into a fight. You know, uh, at number four, I have Shaquille O'Neal.
3: What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> I
0: have Shaquille O'Neal as number four. Uh, uh. We're talking greatest. We're not talking best. Most potential. We're not talking. You know all the other stuff like greatest, meaning like I, I said, like legacy you. and all that stuff. I feel like Shaq dominated the era in which he played in, and you know I don't think I can't put him lower than number four. Like I, I'm definitely never going to put Hakeem Elijah on over Shaq, and I'm not going to put any of the uh, honorable mention people that we mentioned above Shaq either. You know, like winning three three back to back rings. And then went in a fourth ring with you know, a franchise that I don't think had won a ring at that point in Miami. Miami had not, even though so, it was the like,
3: way show, but we not
0: gonna talk about You that. know, like Shaq was definitely a force in the game of basketball. And especially like when he was younger and more agile, um, and you know, he had the accolades that kinda that followed that. Um Yeah, man, like uh, going with the legacy thing, man, I think The three players that I have above Shaq just have a a greater legacy than him. And because I feel like legacy is tied to greatness, I I can't put him any higher than the number four based on who I have.
1: That's why.
2: Yeah. I respect that. You must have some stars on your list. Uh,.
0: I have I have some arguments to make for some people. That's that's what what I'm gonna say.
2: Some prospects we don't know
0: about. Oh uh, man, you, know, you, you just get ready, man. Um, but uh, real quick, uh, before we get into the top three, uh, do y'all mind if we take like a quick break, like a pause? Yeah, I'm
1: probably fine Ooh. with that.
2: And we are
0: back from our break. And now, now, we are going to get into the top three of our greatest centers of all time conversation. This is where you get serious, you know? Some names might be left off that, you know, you might feel deserve to be there, but this is where we have the real debate. So um, we're going to start with our guest... Uh, we're going to keep going back and forth. We'll let Landon go first. Landon, what's your number three greatest center of all time?
2: Well, my number three greatest center of all time is Shaq. Mm-hmm. Because of his physical ability. And in my opinion, he probably would have been number one or two. But I feel like it's because of like his work ethic. Like, mm-hmm. It wasn't like, the best. I feel like he if he worked as hard, he could have been like, twice as better. Yeah.
0: Too many Big Macs. Can't argue with that one.
2: Yeah. Uh, Brian, you want to go? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This guy might get some flack for it, but I'm going to put him at number three. Could be a number one, but he's mine. <laughs> okay, excuse me. Kareem, my dude, Javar, excuse is the me. Mm. Okay,
1: all, all right, let's let's hear him out. Let's hear him out. Who invited him?
2: Um, I am a Laker fan, by the way. So <laughs> respect, yeah. I have other people on my list They just have to get the nod before him. Um, Kareem was a beast. The Skyhook was pretty unstoppable, but I don't think he was as dominant as the next two people I have on my list. Mm. Uh, And then, we talked about I guess playing with other people. I think Magic also elevated his game. He was doing it without Magic before, but Magic made things a little easier for him. Um so Okay. Well, but he's a hell of a player. I just have him in my number three. And I'll give you reasons later why when I explain why other people are ahead of him. Yeah. That'll be my defense and why I picked him number three. Uh I
3: uh I can go next. Uh my number three was uh Hakeem Olajuwon. Not because <clears throat> he was uh greater than like Wilt and Bill Russell. It's just because I like him more. Because <laughs> I actually like I didn't I've never seen
1: no Bill I didn't allow well, I've probably
3: seen clips of Bill Russell, and Wilt Chamberlain, but I've literally like seen all the games for the the finals for Hakeem, and I watched the thirty for thirty for them. Before yes. that, I didn't even know who the dude was, to be honest. I just knew his name. I didn't really know what he was like. He was really, like, that skilled as a big man. He's just, uh, I don't know, man. He's just great to me. One of the greatest yeah. post players ever. Has his own signature move. Uh, teaches players today how to do some stuff. It's just, uh, like, what, what? what's not to like about this guy? Honestly. Two championships. He got finals MVP both times, right? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. I don't know, no, man. He did. I don't know. He got Smack elites Got MVP. I don't know. He's not mm-hmm. greater than... Uh, I mean, him and Will got the same amount of championships, so that doesn't really matter. But, you know, he don't got no 100 point in games or nothing like that. But, I mean, it's a king, man. He has an impact.
0: Yeah, respect that. Respect that.
1: Yeah, I feel like. Um, I guess
0: I'll go. Uh, my number three, I have Will Chamberlain as number three greatest. Um, oh, excuse me, I don't have Will Chamberlain. I have Big Musty, aka the Load. A.K.A. the Big Dipper. Wilt, wilt yeah. the Stilt Chamberlain.
3: Are these basketball references?
0: Yeah. I've actually heard people call him Wilt the Stilt and Big Dipper. I've heard
3: Dipper. Big Dipper.
0: Yeah, yeah. but the that's load. Big, yeah, that's and like Big crazy,
2: Musty.
3: That's a crazy title to have.
2: <laughs> big Musty. <laughs> well, outside of basketball, he is known for Mr. 2000. I don't
0: know. Will Will Chamberlain even you know a lot of people kinda knock the knock on him is that he didn't really win championships like that. Outside of championships, he's pretty decorated as a player. Um like I'm seeing eleven time rebounding champ seven times scoring champ, four times mvp, like 10 times all all nba rookie of the year, one of finals mvp, of, you know, stuff like that. Like on the, as far as well as all the the list of like records that he put up as a player. Um, Will Chamberlain was pretty was pretty dominant in his era and I remember like a couple years ago people were saying like he might have been like one of the strongest Basketball players to ever play in the NBA, with probably him and Carl um, Malone. They were saying like Will Chamberlain could bench press like 500 pounds or something crazy like that. Um, he's real dominant. Um, unfortunately for him, he didn't win as much. I, my just from what I've researched, he just didn't have the the teams around him. And ultimately, like when you make the arguments of people not winning championships, it's never an individual accolade winning a championship it's organization it's team it's coaching it's it's all types of other things that go into go into play the strategy as well it's and you know some players just get put in situations where they don't have all that and so they they're never going to really win the way you would think they would no matter how good they are and i feel like he was in that situation and he played for a lot of different teams until he ended up with the lakers um where you know he became more less of the the dominant scorer with the putting up unbelievable numbers, and he, he more focused on like getting assists and being more of a team player, which you know inevitably led him to winning the, the second ring. But I think when you think of centers in in basketball, Wilt Chamberlain is probably one of the first names. When you're talking about like all time centers, probably one of the first names people think of because he's synonymous with the position of center and. Again, like you know, I keep I'm gonna keep saying this. The two people I have ahead of him, I feel like their legacy is greater, which is why I can't put them higher. But I feel like I feel like his legacy is greater than Shaq's at this point in time. Um, if it isn't the records, it is. If it isn't you know his impact on the game of basketball, if it isn't you know doing what he did in the time that he played. You know, he's just a great guy, not a great guy, great player for whatever I'm saying. It with stuff.
1: All right, uh Adrian, what's your number three? Um, my number three, I went back and forth on this a lot. Uh and it was very Adrian, difficult. Adrian, are you there? Oh, I was talking. I can't believe I I muted my mic. I was like I had like a weird static noise in the background, so I muted my mic, but I was talking this whole yeah. time. And I was like, I was wondering why y'all weren't responding. That makes sense now. All right, yeah. there we go. Um, yeah, my uh number three, I've been going I was going back and forth on it a lot. Um, mm. I've been going back and forth. It was hard to make a decision. I feel like you could flip flop either one, but um, I was leaning more towards my number two than my number three. And at my number three, I have Shaq. Mm.
2: Uh,
1: everybody okay. knows like Shaq's resume. I'm not gonna like go through all of it because I know we have another person on this podcast who is probably gonna do that. So I'm gonna let that little honor go to him. But my main reason for like lowering Shaq. Uh, from two other than three is um, a lot of people have this argument and this narrative around Shaq about, like, his winning, like, in his playoff record before Kobe got there and his playoff record without, like, um, Penny or any dominant guard. So if you look at you, like, I get everybody needs a number two. And as a big man, you do need a number, a, a great, like, guard to go with you or you could have a above-average guard with you. But the narrative painted around Shaq is – without a great guard, he's just another great scorer. On the other hand, as well as the the two people above me, without the great guards, I feel like they they were still able to execute without them. So that narrative Mm kind of lowers Shaq for me, because I know Shaq's great, and otherwise Shaq would have probably been elevated.
2: I mean, I can't be
3: mad at it. Mm. He made some very valid points. Yeah. That's just... You did.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like most of the players we named had the great guys to play with.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm not saying they don't. I'm saying that I said the two above him the two above him that I have right there, I feel like were more dominant. And if you look at their resume without the like, you go look at their records without the other great guard with them, their resumes look a little better than Shaq's. So that, that's my main point.
2: I think I know where you're going with this. I, I think I know. I respect it, but I don't want to talk too much because I might feel oh. surprises. Yeah, let's
0: uh, Let's go on to number two. Uh Brian, who's your number two?
2: Ah, right to me, huh? Uh <laughs> <laughs> this is a hard one. And I had this guy as my number one coming into this show. Wow. But I changed. Um uh, I had to go with Wilt, he's my number two. Wow, okay. He's um, got Will Chamberlain all over the, the it numbers here. Will is a beast. Pretty dominant from Floyd's time. Pretty strong. He was also a record book breaker mm-hmm. and a rule changer. A lot of rules. Oh, yeah. Had to get changed because of Will. Free throws in one. He just made it unfair. Um, records broke. Some we might not see broke ever. And the only one that got close to, score, to scoring was Kobe. Um, and it's pretty hard to do that now in this type of uh, era. Um, maybe with the threes in the game, that might. Maybe. I don't know. But uh feel like the NBA has gone towards more three-point shooting. So who knows? But, yeah. That's why he's my number two. I do feel you guys on him not playing with better teams, but I also def- feel like he also that also defends how great he was because he was able to win the NBA championship playing in the era with Bill Russell. Well, you not He
1: has 68 overall and Roger. on the
2: team. that didn't have as many graces as yeah. he played with in LA. I don't LA. know why he came into they the was with still a able to with 68 overall. Out of his hat. And uh, I think he, did, he played in an airway. where they weren't doing as much stacking teams as they are doing now. Or playing up. They didn't have score. no second choices Get them out of here. back then. Free agency wasn't as mm-hmm. like it is. I don't even know if free agency was around really back then. Like, you know, because that, that got changed over the years. But yeah. you can't blame him from playing on the team. Um, also, it, his role to the NBA wasn't as easy as everybody else's either. He had to play with the Harlem Globetrotters before he came and even actually got a chance to play in the NBA. Yeah. And I think that, shit, sure, I don't want to say he was hated on but he wasn't respected as much as some of the other people. And I feel like he had to grind against, and he did prove uh, where his worth was when he had the time to shine. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. On, they didn't Yeah. They didn't love him like they did Bill Russell back then. Even though he was doing
2: crazy I mean, numbers.
1: I don't feel like that's necessarily true because Wilt was very popular, especially when he went to the L A. He was a, he was an extremely popular player. I don't know about love it in regards to like looking back at it, he doesn't get the love. But from what it looks like during at the, the time, time, from what it looks like at the time, he was a very popular player. So, to me, well, it po- like
0: Being it. popular and being loved aren't
1: synonymous. But, I mean, I still think like he was like, uh, like he was, he was a well-liked player. He was a well-liked guy. It was just people were just saying, yeah, he, he's a cool guy. He's all this. He just isn't the guy that's going to get over the hump. So, I still think
2: he was loved. I don't... Like, well, you you think he was liked or respected?
1: Uh I don't I don't think he was um respected. I just think he had that narrative of he wasn't gonna he's not the guy that can push you over the hump. Like those people probably like look at it like, yeah, he's great, he can do all this, X, Y, and Z, but he's not the the kind of guy that's gonna get you over the hump to get you to a championship.
2: i honestly sure, like if we'll play in Boston when Karin, uh, when Bill Russell played
1: that you wouldn't work.
2: Has, has the same amount of championships.
1: That, I know because you got to think of the how the system was built. Bill Russell was perfect for that system because they didn't need a score or anything like that. All they needed was a defensive big that could um, do the outlet path. Cause we had, we had, like I said, we had four 20 point per game scorers. Like the mm-hmm. scoring wasn't where Boston needed. Boston needed a, a lockdown defender and someone to protect the paint and do that part. So that's the only thing they were missing. So if you put Wilt in that, that system, it doesn't work the same because you put a, somebody that's going to want his touches and be offensively minded, Like it's gonna that, that lowers the predictability of all the other players when you look at it that way. Cause although you won't have Bob Cousy doing his great things, you won't have all these other players doing it because those touches are going to be going to Wilt, whereas Bill Russell didn't care to need the touches, and he was just cool with being the defensive anchor and the leader on the team.
2: Yeah, you're right. Because Bill played on those teams, some of those players would not have been the number one option. They would have been floor like Will, like Bill. You said Bill was. Yeah.
1: So
2: like so. to get it regardless and go right back up with if he had to. If he played in in Boston, mm-hmm. um, I feel like too though. When he was in the. He wasn't, I don't feel like he was as respected. Um, He was known, respected. And I feel like because he had to make a name for himself to get to where he had to be. But I feel like he became more noticeable when it became more like a Will versus Bill thing. When he probably was on the West, West Coast playing, you know, more games against Bill Russell or playing against his former team, um, I feel like that gave him more notoriety or, or, or whatever you want to call it. Um, because more rivalries and more epic games are probably played after... Um, outside of him getting that 100 points, but, you know, I feel like a rivalry and all that stuff got created when he, when he went out once.
1: I mean, yeah, that's fair, but um, you get any, like, great score... Whenever they first, ooh, that was a weird echo right there. But um, any great scorer when they first come into the league, they get this narrative painted around them, as in like they're a great scorer. But is that going to lead to winning? Because look at like when Jordan came into the league, they were like, yeah, he's a great scorer. He was doing this, this, and that. But they were like that you'll never win playing that style. And that's a six, the same thing. Guard
3: can't get you a championship. Well,
1: not not just the guard thing. They said like just him just scoring like that like like, how they ran their offense. Like, they said that style was not going to lead to winning. Just, like, I bring that into, like, the Wilt thing, that how his, like, not really team play, but more individual play, they're like, that's not going to lead to winning. You need a team. Like, yeah, you're getting all these great numbers. You're scoring 30, 40 points, doing all this. But what is that leading your team to? That's leading your team to uh, L, because the rest of your team's not doing anything. They're watching you score 40, and then the rest of them aren't doing the same thing. Whereas like I said, you have Bill Russell where you have multiple people just scoring twenty points a game. Like that that uh, that that a team play works
2: better. I would with him and Jordan comparison, and I'm a Jordan fan, but I feel like Jordan in those days shot a lot more because that was just part of his mentality. Like like, that's just how he was built. He had that killer instant. Wilt had it too, but I don't think Wilt demanded the ball. I don't think he was opposed to, in his early days, using his teammates to score. But do I think he had the help like Michael Jordan to do that? No, I don't. Do I think they, could, they couldn't stop him either. So I feel like that was more like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If they can't stop you, keep going until they do. And they couldn't do it. Mike had to change his game a little bit because after a while, it's like everybody knows Mike's going to shoot, you know. So that and it could be stoppable against those Detroit Pistons teams and Boston Celtics teams and the Laker teams. He had to use his teammates. He wasn't seven feet tall, um, so and then he's going against some of the greatest centers as well. This also sorry to cut you off, but it's also they the
0: coaching like when Phil Jackson came in, they changed the system to the triangle, which took the ball out of Michael Jordan's hand, so he had to
1: now pass. Yeah, but you got to remember Mike didn't like that at first. He didn't like that system. Yeah. And I like the point where you're like, Mike, you know, it was more his mentality where as Will just didn't have the help because there was that whenever the media was painting that picture that Will was selfish and a ball hog, if you remember, he ended up having his career high in assists. He was like seven or eight a game and he led the league in assists. Because he was like, all right, y'all say I can't pass. I'm going to try this system. So he trusted his teammates. He was still getting assists. And it still didn't provide the success that he was expecting. So he's like, okay, the scoring, I tried scoring, dominating that way. That didn't work. I tried just facilitating. That didn't work. Like, what do you want from me? So I, I get what you mean in that regard to if he had better teammates.
2: And he did have some awesome, – Will had some all-star awesome teammates. But they weren't as known as some of the people that we we're talking about. Like uh was Paul a reason. He's a Hall of Risen. He's a Hall of Fame. But I mean he's not like a comparison to me It's like uh Bob Cousy or or Jerry West or or Elgin Baylor. I don't think he's on that level, but who knows? I mean, that was a yeah. the time, but He's not somebody that's mentioned a lot. Um, Whereas when, you know, he went to L.A., you knew who Jerry West was. You knew who Elgin Bella was. Yeah. Um, Um, Yeah. But I respect respect what you're saying, too. So I I can see where you're coming from with that. Um, But it's also a lot of unknowns from back in those times because everything wasn't as, you know... Recorded as much, um some of the stuff you had to go over, of, like
1: just looking at numbers or hearing other people's stories about it, whereas it's not like just where well, we watched it ourselves and we got to see what it is, or you can go back and look at them and watch- rewatch the entire game or rewatch the entire season and see exactly what was going on, so
2: yeah, um. Okay, so
0: uh, let's Landon. Do you uh want to give your number two?
2: Yeah, my number two player is Kareem because with mm. his post play, like he changed the low post, like that area, and his experience in the league, like he played twenty years and he played with and against a lot of greats and Hall of Fame. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I
1: respect it. Um, While you want to go give yours,
3: uh, you know, my number two was originally uh somebody else, but I went with Shaq That number two. Who? Cool. Uh, Shaq. Oh, Shaq. Oh, okay. Because you had Shaq earlier, but okay. Uh, and nah. Uh, yeah, Shaq. He's just one. He's one of my favorite players, to be honest, and he's just one of the most dominant centers of all time. He doesn't necessarily have, like, a crazy accolade list, but, I mean, he got some accolades. Like, he got finals MVP back-to-back, right? right? right. And then he got one MVP. He should have more than one, but it is what it is with that. Right. But, you know, Shaq has always been one of my favorite players. Just because he was just, he was just a force. He was. Didn't really stop him, except when he got stopped. But you know, we're not talking about that. He was cool for the Heat. That's another reason why I like him, even though he was a sidekick. But everybody so needs disrespectful. A side kid. I'm just, I'm just, keep- hey, way had one of the best. We're not even going. I mean, you're fair, you're,
1: you're fair, you're fair, you're fair.
3: But you know, yeah, Shaq. Uh, I didn't really enjoy later year Shaq, but. It was uh it was cool to still see him out there getting them contracts when he was yeah. thirty whatever. so I still
1: can't believe the Cavs signed that man because they were like, We need a Dwight Howard stopper with the V was it, two thousand nine or was it yeah. When him and um Dwight had beef and they were like, we we need a Dwight stopper so they signed Shaq just for Shaq's old ass to be getting cooked out there. Oh, damn well, he had no reason to be out there trying he to guard. Dropped, he dropped some buckets on the way. Yeah, he but got he got his I little know. points, but at the end of the day, Shaq was in no shape or in condition to be trying to do that.
3: Uh, like oh, I, I did I did earlier about his work ethic, I feel like if he had better work ethic, he probably would have had one of the greatest careers ever. But it's like, what do you, what do what are you supposed to do? Like that's mm. just how he is. He's a playful dude, but. I mean, he still was dominant, most dominant at the position, probably ever. I don't, I don't think there will ever be like another shaq level player, considering they're shooting threes now.
1: So, well, he said Giannis know. is the new Superman, and Giannis. Yeah. All
3: the other stuff. I right? mean, Giannis a uh, small forward, so it's not. It's just not. It's not the same feeling. But I mean, same. He's he's tall, I guess. I don't uh, know. Was uh, does that make Kawhi Leonard Lex Luthor?
2: Because <laughs> he uh, definitely shut down Superman. White Howard or Giannis? He shut <laughs> down Giannis. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. LeBron must be the kryptonite. <laughs> 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 before quarantine kicked in, end, or court, so even both of them. He's mm. throwing that out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, Thank you, your
0: Honor, you want to give your number two. Or you want me to go first. Uh, you can go first. Uh, okay, so I I had to put Bill Russell as my number two. Um, I feel like his his legacy and what he means to basketball is probably top five of all players that have played in the NBA. Um, just thinking about like you know what he what he did with his time with the Celtics as far as like. The legacy they built. I just want to just just give like a quick anecdote. So their strategy, the Celtics team that he played on, was the team that initiated the, the fast break strategy where he would catch the rebound and then like throw outlet passes and they would just go on the break and score like that. And at that time, like that was like revolutionary. At this point in the game of basketball, it's just like an everyday thing. It's just like it's essential to every team's game is fast break. Um, Like that's, that's a big impact. And, you know, people can say, I, I hear the argument that, Oh, he played with all these hall of famers. But I think for me, I hear the same argument people make for like Tim Duncan, where it's like, Tim Duncan helped build the legacy of that team. And he helped make the players around him. Great. I feel like Bill Russell, he was that, he was the player that elevated the other players. Like he's recognized as the captain of those teams and he wasn't a lead in scorer. He wasn't, he may not have been the most athletic or most dominant, but the everybody on the team, including the coach, trusted him with leadership. Um, as well as like he worked with the coach to come up with their strategy. It wasn't just like the coach was like, all right, we're gonna do this. It's like they worked together to develop the identity that the, the Celtic had and the winning like mentality and strategy and all the stuff that they came up with. Like he was integral to that part he was integral to that and which led to them becoming a winning dynasty. And, you know, the Celtics being the dynasty that they were at that time, it means a lot to the NBA to this point. Um, like their legacy is still felt, it's still felt. One of the things that keeps the Celtics still relevant, even, you know, even with they have, even though they have, they had like the big three with Kevin Garnett and they have the good teams that they've been having the last couple of years. I think without Bill Russell, In his time as a Celtic, um, we'd be looking at the Celtics as an organization completely different, and I think they're important to, like, they're important to the history of the NBA, and that's a big part due to Bill Russell. And then it's like you can go to other things. You can go into political stuff. You can go into, you know, he was part of – he was one of the the premier people. You know, I think it was like – I mentioned when we were talking about, like, Elgin Baylor like, them getting, like, the them fighting for players to get, like, pensions and that type of stuff. Like, Bill Russell was at the forefront of that and, like, getting a lot of things for the players, like, things they didn't have. Like, they had situations where they used to have to, like, the black players couldn't stay at the same hotels as the white players and stuff like that. And Bill Russell, you know, this was around the time, you know, Muhammad Ali was just – he was banned from boxing. He was he was an outspoken political figure for not just NBA athletes, but athletes, black athletes especially at that time. And he did a lot for, like, the game of basketball on the players' end. And, you know, he was a player coach. He, he has a lot of things that I think you can give – I think are big things to give somebody credit for. If, like, LeBron or somebody did it today, people would be like – People would say this this, this guy's the greatest of all time, like for the, all the things that that Bill Russell did. Um, and it's just like 11, 11 championships. I know, like we could say, oh, he had a good team and he had a good organization, and I mean that's what wins that's what wins championships at the end of the day. But that's still a remarkable thing that I think people kind of just be like, oh well, look when he played, and it's like, well, if he was playing against Will Chamberlain probably at that definitely at that time the most dominant scorer in the in the league. Probably still one of the most dominant scorers to touch basketball period. And he was shutting Will Chamberlain down. Like I watched some clips, I watched some footage. Will Chamberlain was was not able to really get off like that on Bill Russell in some of the times they met. Which is like nobody else could stop him really except Bill Russell. And this, you know, like you had players back then like I know I'm going on for a long time, but you had like Walt Bell. you had other like dominant centers. You, Will Chamberlain was shutting them down. So for somebody to shut him down is it's impressive. Um but yeah, I think Bill Russell's legacy is like I said, top five in the NBA. You know, probably one of the most respected basketball players to ever touch the game. And I I, I would put him at number one if not for the person I have at number one. I believe legacy is, is a little bit greater. um. But yeah, I'm going to leave it at that.
3: Your number one is Joaquin Noah, right? How did you know? He won, he won <laughs> that national championship in Florida. When you said legacy, I was like, I just screamed Joaquin Noah. <laughs> legacy? You know legacy. what's crazy? When you talked about the, the Celtics implementing the fast break thing?
0: Yeah.
3: Man, I'm joking. Still that from me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I forgot
3: you played back. Man. No, I pulled up in practice one day. I was like, "Yo, like Bill, what if you, when you get the rebound, you just throw it?" Because I'm already out there. And he was like, "You know what? That sounds like a good idea." Yeah, crazy. Damn. They did it. They didn't give me no credit. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, uh, well. yeah Bill Russell's a—he's a pretty crazy guy. Like, I'm not mad at what you putting him at number two because I mean. He's still literally giving out the Finals MVP to this day. Yeah. So, I mean, crazy legacy. It's a pretty, it's a pretty wild team to have an old man doing that. Like, <laughs> hey man, it's it's just like it makes it feel like like great when he does. It. Yeah, it like, matters. He's given, he's won so many, and he's like, he's bestowing this honor onto you. But yeah, right. that's all I had to say about it. Hmm. Mm. Uh, so, so there are Yeah, yeah. you you too?
1: Uh my two. Uh is gonna be probably controversial. But um I have a keen. I have a keen in mm, my number two. I'm not mad at it. Yeah. Uh like I said about the Shaq argument about dominating without another dominant guard and Hake- that second championship, yeah, he had Clyde, but that first championship he he's one of the like the Few players to, um, like you know, win a ring without, you know, without another like dominant player beside him in the modern yeah, era, at least. Like, that's usually,
3: real, yeah. was hanging on for that ring. <laughs> he ain't do nothing. <laughs> I mean, Cloud had his moments, he had big games. He lucky Hakeem pushed to have him there because they went to the same school,
2: <laughs>
3: mm. otherwise, old Cloud wouldn't have got nothing. <laughs> But just count yeah. Jordan. He is. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. That's what he
1: was. He. I didn't. I never understood those comparisons because um he w- he wasn't a defender like he was. He wasn't the defender Jordan was and everything. But you know that that's that that doesn't matter. Back to Hakeem. Yeah. You know Hakeem because whenever I was making my argument for Bill Russell, I was like Bill Russell would be higher if he was also the number one option. So mm. when I look at Hakeem in that same regard, it's like taking him to the number one option because Hakeem is arguably the greatest defender of all time. Um, like, we all know, like, what he could do defending the low post, but he was kind of early on the um, the bandwagon to, like, switching on the guards, too, as a big man. Not many bigs mm, would switch on the guards.
0: Bill did it in the footage also. Mm, man. I'm like just I'm, saying, not like the I said, in the man, Mar- in the R. R. Russell
3: wasn't switching on the John Starks, man.
1: No. <laughs> so Bare in enough. the in the modern NBA, you didn't really see Bigs do something like that. You didn't really see like Shaq or Patrick Ewing or any of those other dominant Bigs. I
0: saw like, Tim Duncan do
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Duncan <laughs> is too slow footwork wise to like actually switch. on. John it. Though. Yeah, so, but uh, Hakeem okay. did that. Hakeem's first all time in blocks and by a good margin. He's like uh, like thirty eight hundred and the closest person to him is the Mutombo Matombo at like thirty two hundred. Or white
3: guy next, you
1: know what I'm saying? Yeah, so. And Hakeem Hakeem just he's just dominant. Uh his footwork, unmatched. Mm. Like really unmatched. There's a reason like like I said earlier, like there's all these NBA players going to still try to get workouts with him and do all these things because his footwork it's just like, it's like, it's a thing of beauty. Um, one of the few players to win defense player of the year, MVP, and finals MVP all in the same year, and there's just, he just did a lot, so is my number two, and I'm ready to die on that hill.
3: You know, Adrian, you know what's crazy about Hakeem's footwork? I'm the one that told him that, man. Wow. I you see heart, your post score in 2K. Man. Hey, Akeem modeled this game after me. What can I say,
1: man? Man.
0: You like that comedian guy. I forget his name. But yeah, I was the first person to give this guy a shot. I can't, can't think of his
1: name. It's like a bold dude. Right, I'll come back
3: later. But, uh, yeah, that, that you
1: hater! As many times yeah, as Broderick and Steve have, have gone go to the paint and, pain and gone up when I was open in the court, to the corner, you call time out on them. You gonna call time out when I green a Oh my god, I'm done with you, Austin. There was so many times that I was flopping in the corner because I was saying because they went up and I was open. But I ain't do nothing. You gonna call time out on me? You Okay.
3: Alright. Alright. His resume is pretty crazy, but I mean, no, one I'm one saying, one saying one like,
1: cause yeah, I was chilling. I was like, you know what? I don't care about scoring him, but I'm just wild. here chilling. You know?
3: 38,000
1: is So I was like, you know, Broderick
3: trying uh, to eat. Yeah, Steve man, trying is, to eat. I don't know. He's a so, different type of guy, man. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't dunk in college. Man. That's crazy. Y'all some he was That's how I got it. They, they literally said, nah, nobody can dunk because of him. And I was like, "Wow, that's kind of that's kind of crazy. What if I only can dunk? Then what?" But uh, yeah, he, he worked around that. Had a sky hook, one of the most unstoppable moves. In the
1: that's game. all right. I got you. We we gonna you know, run again. I'm not gonna <laughs> go and talk about
3: it, you know. But yeah, I, I, I show Kareem the sky hook too. But you know, it's, it's whatever, man. He don't give me no credit. It's cool. But he's an activist. Uh, I don't really see many people like speak on like that side of him, but I mean that's a big part of his like whole career, basically. But yeah,
0: since before he got into the league,
3: he was he was he was doing a lot before he became what he was, and he's just one of those players that is just is just greatness in like every aspect. Mm. Had good offense, had good defense. Mm. Is a great all-around player, like through and through. Not the most dominant, but I mean, he didn't have to be the most dominant. He dominated he was, the Seventers. Hey, mm-hmm. But yeah, my number one is uh Kareem. Skyhook. I don't have Kareem. any six-time I MVP. I don't. I don't have any.
1: Oh, Lou it? Cap Murdoch, oh, yeah. big yeah. fella.
3: Murdoch. Yep. Murdoch. What the <laughs> Murdock. You
1: don't be here for the basketball reference? You know the basketball reference always comes in clutch?
3: Mm. But yeah, that was mine. Uh yeah. Kream. It used to be Shaq, but I was like, eh, I don't know.
2: Cream mm.
3: is a edge edging Shaq out. Just just my life, but I, I've
2: seen Jack play. I haven't really seen Kareem play like that. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Let's see. Brian, uh,
0: you want to give your number one? It's my turn.
2: Yeah. 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 How are you?
1: Yeah,
0: Popped
2: up out of nowhere. For hip hop, like in the headlock. Uh, but uh. Um, um, this guy wants to back up to the fullest, and this might get controversial. Mm. And I got notes on everything y'all said to back up this dude. Okay. And a fun fact before I get to it, I just realized all my top three have won rookies of the year. Wow. That's, what, Kareem, Wiltz, and my number one. Boris Coljo. No, no, no. They call him Shaq Daddy. AKA Shaq Fu. A.k.a. The big Aristotle. (laughs) A.K.A. Shaq Diesel. AKA the real Superman. You talking uh, about Horford? (laughs) The Dominicans. And the reason why. Okay, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell y'all some stuff real quick. Okay. We're talking about I don't know, y'all seen that highlight I seen, y'all? I thought I shared it. But that right there explains a lot. Um, Yeah, Hakeem, he gave Shaq some of that business in the finals. But Shaq came back stronger, moved to L.A., came back and said, hey, I'm going to give you three of these things, you know? Mm-hmm. And every center that we didn't talked about that played in this era with Shaq has been dumped on by Shaq. Mm-hmm. I even the honorable mention all been dunked on they played in Shaq's era. Wow. So that's another thing. We talk about, hey, I love dunking. Shaq broke how many backboards or how many courts? I don't know mm-hmm. anybody else that did it. Shaq also has, if I'm not mistaken, the highest field goal percentage out of any of the big men we named. Um. Another thing is Shaq had Kobe and Penny, but Shaq also had big numbers before Kobe and Penny. Shaq had still averaged well almost fourteen rebounds, twenty-three points before Penny got there. Before Kobe took off in LA, Shaq was still doing this thing with 12, 12.5 and twenty-six points a game. So he did it before they even became in the picture. Um, Shaq, I don't know if y'all know, but I've seen everybody that we talked about play, and I think he was one of the best ball handling, and passing big man that we talked about. And you can go look at some highlights. Shax has brought the ball up many times from out of bounds, up the court, and he also, he put it in the basket, or he passed it off. Um, and I just think, he just made other centers of like barbecue chicken. <laughs> also made. I can't look like that before as shot got up. He grew up because I'm doing my grown man stuff. I can't that business. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and I think if Shaq played, you know, I had to switch it up. Because if Shaq played it, I know we talk about is, but it's a fact. The NBA got, has gotten better in terms of talent. Um, the big men, we had a debate with my other friends. The big men and players in general over the years have gotten stronger more athletic, more skilled, more technology is advanced to help players develop, more science, whatever. And Shaq played in multiple eras with multiple types of big man. And I think he just gave them all the business. Now, we go back and look. Yeah, Shaq was not the number one option in Miami, but he still was averaging over 20 points while he was there. Um he yeah. fell off a little bit with the, a lot of people don't remember the toe injury after that Laker Piston Series. That's really what made his career, um, I ain't going to say career stats drop a little bit because he couldn't really move like he used to with that toe, that big toe injury. That also affected him losing that finals. Um, but I think he got things back. And he, shoot, he was still he redeemed himself a little bit going back to Phoenix, winning, I mean, get his numbers back up. That's probably was the first healthy season he got pretty much. I think after, he, after that first season in Miami, he ain't played over 70 games until he got to Phoenix. Um, and he made an all-star game again. But I don't think nobody can match Shaq's power. Shaq's the only one I've seen break a backboard ball in the court, shattered glass. Take a whole team with him and dunk on the team. Daryl Dawkins. I haven't, I haven't seen it. Chocolate Thunder. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. He was one, but he's not, a, he's not my number one. <laughs> I, I got to back up my man. I just haven't seen none of the things. I think he had, he did it all. That's, yeah, and if he did have a better work ethic, it would have been even crazy. It might have not been no competition. So... You know, but I feel like what he did was pretty unmatched. And like I said, he has the highest field goal percentage. And imagine if he could shoot free throws, your lord. I
1: mean, hey, that's on him.
2: I mean, it is. But a lot of other big men we talked about, they weren't the greatest either. Um,
0: I can think of one.
2: <clears throat> Not all of them, but I said a lot. Some of them weren't. Yeah, hey, I, I know what you did. But I'm just going to back my man up. So it's your turn. He's like, I know. you a get what But, uh,
0: was Landon your number one?
2: So, for my number one player is Will because because, mm. like, he was an all-around player. He could shoot, rebound, do whatever. And his athletic ability and his gifts yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. You, you, you don't got no more substance to get anymore. I mean, and he was much, yeah, he was much bigger and taller than the players that he played against, which gave him like an edge. Mm-hmm. It's Oh, I mean, it's mm-hmm. okay. respect. Okay. So. Everybody has
0: Will Chamberlain in their top five. It looks like,
1: unfortunately,
0: just at a just at a different. Everybody has him as a different number. That's crazy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, Adrian, who you got for number
2: one?
1: You know, I got that man Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You know, okay. the high school legend, okay. the college legend the NBA legend, all-time leader scoring, that hmm. man, Mr. Skyhook himself, like Wiley said earlier. That's wow. my number one. And to be honest, we're going to keep it a buck on this podcast. That's my goat right there. I don't know who MJ is. <laughs> but I'm going to leave that right there.
2: Uh-oh. 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 I mean... It is what it is. <laughs> so... I told you I'm gonna have to defend my man. <laughs> uh, I wanted to throw this out there. Kareem was very lucky. He a lot of the big men we named weren't as mobile as he was. Mm-hmm. He pretty much had a healthy career and that could be conditioning and you know how he manages weight as well. Yeah. Uh, but he wasn't also awesome. He, wasn't cool the people either. he didn't need to because he had that sky, but he got to think about it. He played 20 years, but they were good, pretty much healthy years. And looking at it, the, the, the one year he played under 70 games was 1974, 75.
1: Yeah, when he broke week. his toe or whatever, or broke his foot or something like that.
2: Broke oh, no, toe. he played another one in 1977 and 78. 62 is the lowest games he's played and there's some people that we mentioned that's played less than that
1: I mean One, that's that's just part of it Like you know can't, you,
2: can't, you can't take away because that's like somebody like LeBron you can't take away from the fact that he just ain't healthy you can't but well, on averages I still say Shaq but I can't debate you in your opinion of Kareem but I feel you I just feel like Kareem is has the edge because he's played a lot of games and healthy games Yeah. Uh, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. Okay. You can also argue that Kareem might have, because we talked about people playing with other people, having other talent around him. He had, what, um, Oscar Robertson, But Oscar Robinson really. He was older. he wasn't, Yeah, he was, and he wasn't a player like, in terms of like point guard, he wasn't like magic. So, Kareem's numbers were actually probably scoring-wise better than they were um, in Milwaukee than they were. Yeah, they were. That's why
1: a majority of his MVPs were in Milwaukee.
2: Yeah, because he played with more All-Stars in in L.A. Um, So, who knows? He could have had, shoot, better numbers career-wise if he didn't. But that's probably the sacrifice you got to make when you play with other All-Stars. So. Yeah, but I'm looking at his numbers. The numbers are uh, point wise better in Milwaukee.
1: Yeah, man came in averaging almost 30 a game and was cooking.
2: Um, I'm gonna uh, throw my number one out real quick.
0: Um, so it's probably a name y'all probably never heard of before. So this, this might be a little controversial. Oh, okay, I'm gonna go with the big F. Ferdinand Louis Alcinder Jr. A.K.A. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar.
2: Uh, <laughs> I already
1: knew. I I knew, I knew the Cinder, the Alcinder. You know, yeah,
2: that, no, that's career. Yeah, I already knew the Alcinder
1: Jr. part. I already, like that's, that, that's that's his born name. That's his
2: born name.
0: But yeah, I know. I was like, I didn't. I, I've never heard anybody call him Ferdinand before. Yeah, but yeah. I mean i think one of the biggest knocks i've heard on kareem abdul jabbar is while he scored a lot his style of game wasn't exactly particularly exciting but it was just like it's nothing you could do it was unstoppable like just sitting up posting up hook shot you know like it wasn't fun to watch i watched the documentary where the guy was like him scoring and winning so much it almost broke the nba because the ratings were going down and then you had like a lot of players on drugs and stuff at that time like the 70s and so that's the reason why you kind of have like when magic johnson and larry bird came in it brought the excitement back to the nba so like that's kind of like a knock on his on him as a player but i mean he was winning and he was dominating offensively at least and Defensively, he is pretty great at like blocking and rebounding and stuff like that. And he played both sides of the ball; it wasn't just one. And he's probably like, as far as like free throw shooting, um, probably one of the better big men in the in the NBA to shoot free throws. It's just I don't know. There's not not really much you can say. I'm a I'm a I'm a co-sign. John said I I think Kareem is the goat. Hey,
1: you shout out to basketball. K. I knew K was a man of culture.
0: Like, 1 in high school, number 1 player in high school, number 1 player in college. Only lost two games in in college. Um, one of those was to what was it, Elvin Hayes. was like 10th all-time NBA scoring, you know. Just one in, in the NBA, you know, with the Bucks and the Lakers. You know, people people give Magic Johnson credit, and he got the MV the Finals MVP, the the year they won, or the first year they won, where Magic was there. But people forget that Kareem was really carrying the team at that point till he got injured, and he was putting on a dominant performance. Um, so people try to say, "Oh, Magic carried him to one of those rings." It's like, eh, I, I quite. He he did his thing to, to seal the deal, but.
1: Yeah, cause it's before a, that, if if Kareem doesn't go down, Kareem's winning that Finals MVP. He just goes down at the end, and Magic gets that narrative right there. Yeah, so that's so, my that was always my thing. I was like, he gets another Finals MVP on him.
0: Yeah, uh, just just to throw this out there, um, Kareem wrote an open letter to Wilt Chamberlain called like the letter to Wilt Chumper Lane, and he just like. We just trash talked him about how, how bad he was as a player and all this other stuff and how he, he whined and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you got to be kind of, you kind of got to be up there to be able to just talk that type of stuff to Wilt Chamberlain we
1: a be Wilt player. did catch him on one of his sky hooks.
0: Wilt had that really funny underhanded reverse layup from the post, whatever that was, that was getting blocked by, by Bill Russell.
1: He she shot his post hook with the wrong hand, too. Like, yeah, he go with his inside uh, hand. It was so that's so like fundamentally wrong.
3: Yeah, but I don't know. I, I, it's fundamental. Yeah, he was the Big Dipper. You know,
0: I feel like you know, I mean, people overlook that Kareem has as many finals, as many rings and finals MVPs as Michael Jordan. People don't ever really talk about him as the greatest of all time. Actually, sorry, his. As many MVPs, he has six MVPs. Yeah, he has the most
1: MVPs of all time.
0: He only has two Finals MVPs.
1: Yeah, but he but, has the most MVPs of all time.
0: He's one. Yeah, he's won a lot of different. He won scoring champion, Rookie of the Year, Rebounding Champ, Block Champ, mm-hmm. All the Defensive Team. the NBA. Like, it's like, like
1: him and only a few other people that are like have at least thirty thousand points, ten thousand rebounds, and five thousand assists at least. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, his his
2: resume
0: is pretty crazy. Uh, uh. Go ahead. um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. I was saying like legacy is is definitely the most important. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm I was listening off a lot of accolades and like numbers and stuff like that. I think his his legacy comes from like you know what he meant to the game of basketball as well. Like being a number one player out of high school and college and coming to the NBA and like dominating how he did at least he was, he was one of the better, he's one of the greatest players, one of the greatest centers of all time. Clearly one of the greatest players. Clearly he won a lot. You know, he, people say that he dominated in the seventies. Like he was, he was that dominant of a scorer um, and offensively and defensively he was capable. I think, I'm I'm as I'm thinking about this talking this out loud, I think I might have like a 1A, 1B situation as far as a legacy when it comes to Kareem and Bill Russell. Um I feel like Bill you could make an argument that Bill Russell may means more to the NBA than Kareem and Bill Jabbar does. But because uh Kareem came after Bill Russell and was able to take he was he was the actual the man on the teams that he won with. With Bill Russell, he was the co he was the captain like Adrian was saying. He was he wasn't like, you know, the number one option. Like Kareem was the number one option. And he was carrying teams, you know. Yep. And you know, he played in the air with like Dr. J and people like that and it, it it you know, it is what it is. Uh I have them. I have them kind of Side by side, and kind of a slight is to Kareem because I think he is the greatest basketball player of all time. Um, just for flight. Like, because Bill Russell doesn't have the skill set that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem was a complete player. Yeah, he was like Bill Russell really could goal. pass, rebound, and play defense. Kareem yeah. could do that and shoot a little bit and
1: do everything
0: and core, you know. So, yeah. Uh, I give a slight edge to to Kareem, but uh, as I'm thinking about this, it's it's closer than I than I realized when I first was writing this list or my list. But yeah, that's uh that's my number one. I respect
2: I it. A, I want to throw this out there mm-hmm. because I said I'm going to fill my man, but Shaq too was also the number one high school player, college player, and NBA prospect. How mm-hmm. many
1: championships did um Shaq get in college? You said what? How many championships did Shaq get in college?
2: Yeah, I didn't say it was a... <laughs> hey, I'm
1: just saying, my <laughs> man, Kareem, was What's winning on all three levels. You know, he was
2: getting that thing done on all three levels. You got to look at what school did Kareem go to. <laughs> man. He went to
0: UCLA. Was yeah. UCLA
2: that was crazy not- back then? Yes, they were. He had a coach that was a legendary coach, if I'm not mistaken Mm. one who was winning before he got there. And nobody really went to LSU for basketball. So, I mean, to be honest, UCLA was a powerhouse organization back in Kareem's days. I I don't give if from was a winning, but they were already a winning school. I'll, I'll throw this in there that
0: I was watching a documentary that said that the UCLA coach is the one that helped Kareem developed the the skyhook so I mean because like he could they outlawed the dunking and they had to figure out how to how was he going to score and it took them a while for him to figure out like the right way to do the skyhook while he was at UCLA. um so I mean yeah he did he probably was in a beneficial situation but they still they still only lost two games his entire time being there. And it's not like they didn't have other – they didn't have competition. Like, they did lose to Elvin Hayes and the – or did they lose to him? I do I was I forget, but I think that might be one of the – he was one of the teams that
2: beat that beat them. You, but, UCLA was winning before Kareem and after Kareem. They, yeah. were, they won from 60 – they won in 64, 65. 67, 8, nine, 71, and 2, 3, 4, and 73 and 5. And that was all in uh, Coach Woody's era. Yeah. It was went before and after. They just was a... Not taking away from Kareem. Yeah. It was a a, a powerhouse organization. Yeah. The Kentucky or Duke back in those areas where all these players would go or, not players, but they had a lot of talent, um, a legendary coach, just like some of the organizations I made. Yeah. Well, so, if you talk about Shaq, LSD wasn't like, no, UCLA in terms of basketball. They more, I mean, that
1: was Shaq's choice to go there. You act like Shaq didn't have an offer from every place
2: in the world. No, I feel like he chose to go there, but I mean, he probably wasn't... Shaq could have came out of high school. And I'm yeah. you not know, saying that Kareem could have, but Shaq could have. Yeah, I, <laughs> I definitely believe
1: Kareem could have, too.
2: Yeah. I don't know the numbers, but I know Shaq was averaging. I know freshman at college. I think it was like twenty seven, point five and 15, something like that. Um, So, I think UCLA was probably a school he grew up wanting to play for because it's close to home, and he needed that extra year or two to get – season for the NBA, I guess. Who, Kareem? No, um... Oh, Shaq. Uh, Shaq. You talking about LSU? Yeah. Yeah. It was a choice, and then a lot of people don't want to play for... They want to create their own legacy and path. They don't want to Yeah. how you know, that
1: work out for that man?
2: It's alright. I respect that. I mean... He still got championships. Didn't Kevin
0: Durant do that? Like, he went to a school that wasn't super, uh...
2: Even the yeah. I mean, Texas is not known. They, so, LSU to me and Texas are more known for football than basketball. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Um, so, that's where I'm coming from. Well, UCLA is known more for their basketball program than their football. Yeah. You
0: know? I get what you mean. I'm saying, I'm just, I was just throwing in a Kevin Durant. He was another player that decided to go his own path instead of going to like a storied school.
2: Yeah. Kind of thing. So yeah, I I respect that. And then uh, I'm gonna throw this out there. What's my uh, what's that son? Um, Sh- 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 Sharif Sharifo. had to do that UCLA thing. How did that work out for him? I mean, he so, got blood clot. I mean, he got he got hurt. Like
1: he's saying. Guess what school he going to now? But still, I know he transferred, but still, I know he transferred. <laughs> I'm saying, but he was. You have to, yeah, UCLA is still a powerhouse school. So even if you're a top prospect like that, if you get hurt, you're going to lose your minutes because, you know, they expect Sharif to be a one year rental. They weren't expecting him to stay a couple years, but obviously that injury derailed that. So they were like, they were already recruiting his replacement, but he was still there. So of course he had to move on somewhere else because that's just how their style of play is in the one and done nowadays.
2: That's the yeah. new UCLA. I don't think the old UCLA would have hit that to Kareem. But I'm just saying. Now maybe we might see a, a O'Neal get a championship in LSU now. Cause, mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You
2: know, maybe he. Maybe he'll fill those shoes for. A shot. Yeah. Uh, um. But we going here. Yeah. Uh, think we
0: should, right? Yeah, we are
3: going.
0: <laughs> yeah, this, this is uh We already had an hour and a half. Um. But yeah, this is this has been a good uh conversation. Was, uh, we finally finally got through all of the all of the positions. One through five. Um greatest of all time. Uh I wanna you know, we wanna thank Brian and Landon. Thank y'all for coming and joining us for this episode. Woo, yeah.
2: <laughs> thank you, thank you,
0: thank you. Uh, we yeah, we appreciate y'all for this. Um
2: cool. We appreciate you guys
0: for inviting us. Oh no problem. Um, yeah. So with that said, uh, to everybody listening, thank you all for listening to another episode of the Women Respectors Podcast. Um, we always ask that you remember to respect women, and most importantly, remember to respect yourselves.
2: And we're out of here. I wanna make-